All right, we are recording right now. Hey, everybody, I'm Matt Hill. I'm with Night Fire Specialists, and I'm in the Trace Management Podcast Studio today on a Friday. This is our show, The Talking Energy Show, and I get to introduce my friends to you out there. Uh, let's go around the room and let you guys introduce yourselves. Go ahead, George. George Edwards, Edwards Environmental Corporation, and what I do is saltwater remediation, cost-effectively for oil companies. I uh, also do some hydrocarbon remediation uh, as needed, and that's what I do. Hydrocarbon remediation, oil and gas uh, remediation. Good ESG stuff right now. Everybody's interested in protecting the environment. And, uh, man, our our industry is the best at protecting our own resources. So I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. And then we have a new guest in the podcast studio. Take it away. Chance Bland. I am with Green Horse Energy. I am the owner of Green Horse Energy, founder, um, designer, all of that with Green Horse Energy. And we are a well stimulation company that airs on this side of ESG. We use less horsepower. So the name came around Green Horse Energy. We're green because we use less horsepower. Green because you use less horsepower. Chance, how did you get in oil and gas? So I got into oil and gas. I was a junior in college when I first stepped in. I got an internship with Atlas Pipeline. So I got to do all the field pipeline type stuff. Loved it. Fell in love with it. And that that's when I knew like that this is the this is the route I want to go. So it's either in your blood or not. You love it or it's not for you. And I got sucked in and uh, it's been, it's been a ride. It's been a ride. What, what all, what's your history in oil and gas? So history is EHS and regulatory. Yeah. So that, that's been, I've worked for some of the majors here in Oklahoma city, um, doing EHS regulatory. And that's kind of where I got into the air side of things. I was working in that side and it was kind of when the administration changed. I saw that coming and said, okay, if they really want to regulate oil and gas, they can on which they do, which they do, but on the federal side, yeah, they can regulate their federal leases because they are the owners of that. However, on private land and private minerals, they're still going to have somewhat of an issue. So how is that going to get regulated? And my thought is air because it's a shared resource. Yeah. Uh, and that's where we're seeing a lot of the emissions um, reduction, greenhouse gas type stuff. Sure. So if they want to get deeper, I, I believe that's an avenue that could be taken. So for my side of the business, I thought, okay, if that's going to be an issue, how do we reduce our engine and horsepower, which produce emissions? How do we reduce that and get the same results? So that that's kind of the background and thinking to what I came up with. And what did you come up with? So what's, what's Green Horse doing? But green, that's, I mean, hey, the environmentalists use it. Now we do in oil and gas, Green Horse Energy. And I've got to get a shout out to my wife. She's the one who came up with the name. Good job. And logo. And she did a fantastic job. Good job. Um, so basically what we do, what I, I have a provisional patent right now, and it's using liquid anhydrous ammonia to stimulate wells. So basically the gist of it is I can deliver the horsepower directly to the reservoir. Mm-hmm. So one ton of liquid anhydrous ammonia is the equivalent to 557 horsepower hours. So when you kind of do some of the math, you know, I can pump a 10 ton job and it's 5,500 horsepower. Okay. And that's directly into the reservoir. Wow. So once it gets into the reservoir, it has a chain reaction. So when it, liquid anhydrous ammonia is volatile with water. So when it meets water, there's a violent reaction. So it does a couple of things. One, when it mixes, it has an exothermal reaction. So you create heat, which in these older wells are fantastic for breaking down your paraffins, paraffins. and your scales. Yep. And so it creates heat. And then once it mixes with water, it expands 30 times. Oh. So. Wow. And then also. when It's you, almost like a chemical refract. Exactly. Exactly. 
So when we have a pump truck coming down with 3,500 PSI, you and you have the chemical reaction, you're pr- pushing it further into the well. Yep. So then once all that happens, it also has an exponential increase with heat. Mm-hmm. So your wellboard, you have water and you have heat. Those are those are known things. And that's where I kind of got to meshing up this idea with liquid liquid anhydrous ammonia, like this will work. So and then once it mixes with the water, once it kind of does its whole deal, then it becomes ammonium hydroxide, which is like a it's a it's a high basic. So it's 12 on the pH scale, right around there. So it becomes like this super windex, essentially. So the cleaning agent is really well. It, it just does a really good job cleaning. So you have this initial push out into your far reservoir and then for through natural fissures. So, you know, when, when you actually frack a well with water and propant, you're right. doing this big balloon. Yep. So you can actually get into other zones. Yep. But this, what we've seen is more of a gradual push naturally into the natural fissures and fractures. And then... Obviously, we can't see what's going on in the reservoir, but we have some assumption that it's actually making micro fractures. So between your, you have a high fracture and a low fracture, so you can get those micro fractures and get into that rock. Nice. So we've done two wells. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. So tell me about the wells. Tell me all about the wells. Tell me all about those well results, baby. see the well results. So we did a well out in Chandler. Um, It was drilled in the 80s or something into the Red Fork. And it was making three quarters of a barrel a day. And... 80, 80 barrel of water, something, you know, right in there. Stripper well, yep. for sure, yep. stripper well. Like, barely a stripper well. Barely. I mean, m- most people would say that's a plug in candidate. Yes, sure. I would agree. Um, the cost is just, man, it's a it's cost is really high to maintain that well yeah. for the amount of hydro, you know, the hydrocarbons you're getting back out. Right. So, you know, you're looking at, and it's 3,900, 4,000 feet. I, I can't remember the specifics. So it's not a pole unit to, to pull your rods and pumps. Like, you, you've got to get a workover unit out there. So, Pick this well, uh, go out, and we we do it. And all, all this from, well, if the trucks are on time. No truck is ever, you know, it, it, <laughs> scheduling, you know, trucks are never on time, like ever. So the whole whole deal, if everything would have went perfectly and not had an oil field day, the whole, to pump it, rig up to rig down is about three hours. Okay. And we're only running the truck, the pump truck. We had an 800 horsepower um, quintplex pump out there, which... We didn't even use all the horsepower. Right. Um, but you don't know what the future holds for this either. Exactly. And we didn't know what pressure. This is our first one. We didn't know what pressure we were going to encounter. We we set a BOP. We set a packer. You know, they're relatively, quote unquote, cheap insurance policies. Yeah. Um, so we go in and we we do this well. And the first 15 days, we blow back 160 barrels of oil. Oh, my God. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. What an improvement. Yeah. What an improvement. We're looking at paying this well off in a month. Yeah. Like, or paying all the work off because we still had to get a workover. We had a packer. We had a BOP, you know. But we got uh, a heck of a flow, good cash flow, a heck of a cash flow. Well, not only that, the water went down. Okay. Because anhydrous mixes with water. It, one part anhydrous will eat five parts water okay. because the water is seeking the um, hydrogen. Right. So it, it it shrunk our water to like 30 barrels a day. And then it leveled, it leveled out. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. What, what's it level out yeah. to? Two, three barrels a day. Okay. So you're oh going my. from three quarters of a barrel to two or to three barrels a day. Now your disposal costs on the water go down. Your hydrogen so carbons come up. So the water that came out is this ammonium hydroxide. Right. Fertilizer. Well, <laughs> well, because it's mixed with salt water. Oh, that, okay. You can't, 
experience. Yet. You can't yet. yet. We've got to do a few things to it, but yeah. eventually it'll be a product we can sell. It could be. Yeah. But we ended up, uh, the operator had a his own disposal on site. Well, the disposal had historically been bucking pressure. He put the ammonium hydroxide down it and it went on vacuum. And what? it'll take whatever you want because it went down there and cleaned it up, everything up. Wow. So, <laughs> so you you cleaned up two of his wells and didn't even plan on the second one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I had some suspicion that it would work on, you know, to do some sort of cleanup, you know, on the. Um, and if it was going to be, if it wasn't his own SWD, it was somebody else's down the line who wasn't even part of this. And they would have just got that benefit. Like, wait a minute, what just happened to my well? <laughs> right, right. Why, why am I going on vacuum now? And then, so we've kind of, we've kind of been tossing around the idea of, well, okay, can we take this ammonium hydroxide water and use a low pressure pump truck to get it back into reservoir to clean up? Yep. You, you know, it, it's something we've, we've kind of been talking about. Um, we haven't gone down that road yet. Like, let, let's let's stick to lane one. You know, let, let, let's figure out lane one. I'm a hundred lanes free to go in right now. Because first of all, we're all talking about the orphaned or abandoned wells across the U.S. Yes. How, how first of all, the government has a number. We kind of have a real number in our minds. But, you know, in Oklahoma, they have like 16,000 on the books that they want to go out and do right away. But in reality, it's more like 86,000 that probably need to be plugged in their heads. Right. Right. And in our industry, a plugged well is just a what a waste. Well, and, and I don't know the stat, but there's there's a stat of you can only get X amount of a, out of a reservoir. Yeah. So there's still oil and gas down there. We have only recovered 20% of oil and gas out of each well that we've ever right, drilled. Right, there's 80% left. Yeah. That, 80, that, I mean, that's our number. Pretty, you know, coming and going and you know, lots of different variables. But roughly, we all assume that we go drill a well, we're only ever going to recover about 20% of that. That's just due to the limitations of the science that we know right now. Right. And that's the number I've heard too. So that's part of the process is how do you get that other percentage out? Chemicals, um, mechanical. Yeah. You know, we're all experimenting each day because we don't want to go out and drill holes in the ground without recovering the most possible hydrocarbons out of it. We love being efficient in our industry. We yeah. love science. We love data. Talk how do we do it? Ratio. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I forgot to mention when that water, that ammonium hydroxide water mixes, it actually mixes with the oil on a uh, molecular level level and makes it into kind of a surfactant. So it slicks up the oil to help get it to move out of the reservoir and into your, your, um, yep. Yeah. Wow. So that was well one. That was in August. And then we did well two in October. And it was a second Wilcox well drilled in 1946 and been producing for a long, since 1946. Man. Um, it was doing two, two and a half barrels a day, which is, you know, in a hundred barrels of water. It's, for some people, that little marginal well, you know, it's like, oh, let's plug that thing. For you and I, I would love to have three barrels a day in my pocket. Oh, it, you know, it, it all day long. Awesome. If there's little cost to the operations of that well and it's been running since that long and it's <laughs> that kind of data says it's been running this long, you're getting three barrels a day for this amount of brevity. Yeah. That's a great investment. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, same, same procedure. Packer, pulled tubing, tested tubing, Packer, BOP, hook up with the trucks. We had an oil filled day. We got truck stuff. Like, in this whole operation, we're talking three trucks. Okay. We had to bring a truck full of lease water, a pump truck, and then my anhydrous trans transport. So that, that's it. Like, pretty small footprint. Um, and we managed to get two of, two of the three trucks stuck. Mm -hmm. Welcome, welcome to the oil field. Welcome to oil patch. Yeah. Um, so we finally got to pump the job. It, it went, it went smooth, you know, everyone leaves. And then, um, th I think we're finding that if you let this sit a little, uh, like we said, let this sit three or four days, kind of let it circulate. Yeah. Just let, let it kind of do its thing. And I first, let, let me backtrack. 
the first well that we did, it went on vacuum for five days. Wow. Because we hit it too hard. Okay. It is the first one. We, it was a test. I had an educated, I based it on horsepower. Yep. And so this, this one we backed off. We we're like, okay, that's way too much. So we, we backed way off. Um, that, that one we did was almost 1100 pounds per foot of purse. And we backed this one off to 333 pounds per, per foot of purse. So huge decrease in the amount pumped, which let obviously the, let, the, let the science and the chemicals do their work first. See what happens. Right. Right. So we did, we did this well, um, two, three days came, came in, worked it out, you know, pump rods all the whole thing. It came on in the first 24, 36 hours of pumping, 50 barrels of oil. Good night. From two and a half. From two and a half. 15 days total pumping. Pumping. There were some SWDs went down, you know, but 15 total days pumping, we did 178 barrels of oil. Wow. And then the tank battery had some issues, so it should be up and running next week. <laughs> but from this is from the 1940s till now. Yeah, you're going to have some issues with the old equipment out there, oh, but... Sure. Yeah, it was like, wait, what? We're waking up, boys and girls. Yeah, like, this is a lot. <laughs> it yeah. Well yeah, it on the first one. Uh, he actually had to go get a new gun barrel because it was undersized. My goodness. So, uh, you know, we're, we're two for two. And now, now I'm, I'm like, okay, that's fantastic results. Like, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. But it's repeatable. It, it is repeatable. So you can rent, I believe you can rent, rinse, wash, repeat yeah. on this deal. Um, what do you, th- what do you see long-term for these wells now though? Like what's the decline rate on them now? Well, the first well, it parted a rod part, part, part of rod. Um, so it should be back up first and next week. Um, and, and that happened in October and, you know, things got busy, but that, that it made two, three barrels, you know, Sunday seven or eight, but average about two, three barrels. And then your um, operation. And then now it's going to be at what? Uh, we were seeing anywhere from eight to fifteen barrels a day. You think that'll be there for a year, two years, five years, ten years? I'm thinking six months, and then we'll probably see a little bit of decline. That's yeah. just based on reservoir. You know, yeah, it's sure. An old reservoir. It's an old reservoir. But uh, you know, m- my thing is, if you can recoup your money within two months. Oh, in Oklahoma, oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, if someone if someone come, came to me and said, "Chance, here's uh, give me ten grand." You, I will get you ten grand back in two months, and then you'll you'll be making chatter on top of it. Yeah, that's what that's what I want to know. Is like in two months I'm going to be repaid, and then the rest of the year for ten months is all profit. Right. That's all you know in Oklahoma. That's great. Yeah. You know, ten months of pure profit. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I, and it, it's just it went beyond my expectations. Um, when you're seeing that X multiplier like that, um, you get pretty excited. Sky's the limit. Yeah. With all these old wells and. Uh, could potentially be revitalized. One million wells producing in the U.S. That's roughly what's on the books right yes. now. Sky's One million wells. Sky's the limit. I mean, yeah. and you can go on the uh, EIA website and go, you know, you know, pulling data from this, scraping data, but they show you like, well, here's, you know, all the wells, one million of them, and here's what each one of them is producing. You know, you can, so you can see all those marginal wells. Now, I don't know if they've ever connected it to like the people who own the wells. That'll be a neat thing. Maybe they could do in the future of data, but like reach out to them and say, Hey, by the way, we see that you're only, you know, you've got 200 wells to your name and all of them are doing three or four barrels a day. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. I, and what I did on these wells is I went in and looked at the data. Okay. What they IP at? Um, because generally a good well is always going to be a good well. Mm-hmm. So the first well we did, it was the Johnson well. It IP'd at 30 barrels, which for a red fork well is pretty darn good. And then this other well, the Charlie well, it IP'd at like 360 barrels a day. So that's a good, that's a good well. So you say the rock, you know, you look at it and say the rock is good mm-hmm. and it's probably still good rock. It just needs some. Oh. Yep. 
and I mean, by all means, our, we know our industry very well. We love drilling well. That's your well. We'll go into the next one now. See what we can do better on the next well. It's, you know, now that we have the breadth of oil and gas, like owners of the majors versus the marginal well owners, you know, now we've got a really large set. That's the cool thing about our industry is I, as it's grown and gotten older, those marginal wells are really exciting to a lot of young engineers. I, well, I, I think they're really exciting. Um, I think they have a lot of potential. And my whole goal is I really want to bring in a technology that is good, useful, and inexpensive to small operators because that's where we need to be. Um, because Most of the operators are small. Yeah. Most. Yeah, especially two, three barrel of that. Thousands. That's all small operator type yep. stuff. And, you know, here in Oklahoma, I can come up with this job very generally under 30K. No kidding. Yeah. I didn't even ask the price yet. I was just wondering, like, kind of ballpark. Yeah, depending on where it is based on transportation. Sure. All that jazz, but generally under 30K. Um, now, you got to set the well up, you know. Yeah, you got to make sure the BOP even connects. You know, but right. Different threads nowadays. Right, right. right. Yeah, you got to make sure the BOP connects. <laughs> but, you know, if you if you had good casing integrity and you trusted your casing, um, there's no need to set a packer. We can, we can pump, pump straight down the casing or... You want to leave the tubing in the hole? We can pump. We can do dual. You haven't run into old wooden casing anywhere yet. Not, not yet. Not yet. I'm sure it's gonna. It's gonna come up. I mean, it just blows me away what's out there right now, right? Like, oh man, like we just found some wooden casing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. So I'm really excited about it. Um, you should be. That's uh, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, it, it's it's really good rates, and that and that's where I was like, okay, you know, maybe it's time to look at commercializing this thing and, and starting. Um, to get out there and talk to more people. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you know, there's an organization, you know, we all, we all are part of the uh, Petroleum Alliance, but also the uh, Oklahoma Independent Petroleum, you know, producers, you know, those guys are all small independents and to get your name out there in front of them and go, Hey, by the way, how many wells do you own? Oh, perfect. 20. And they're all three or four or five, 10 barrels a day. Let's go get this. Yeah. Let, let, let's go do it. Let's yeah. go do it. And then we're always looking at uh, ways to improve our process to maybe make it less expensive. And really the, the variable for, for me, is the price of anhydrous. Okay. So it's an open market. So you have. Where do you get that from? Is that here in the U.S. In Enid. In Enid. Okay. It, Enid. So we can get a local product for what you do. Well, yeah, and and they use natural gas to make it. Yep. Right. So it, it's kind of a win-win uh, for the, but it's also. This is a win-win for our industry. It's a win-win for our industry, but it's, but it's also. Natural gas drives the price. Yep. As long as well as uh, your grain commodity. And prices. here I am trying to drive up natural gas prices. And now I'm hurting my buddy. <laughs> I, I know. I know. <laughs> and 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 I'm doing this, and we're at an all time high for anhydrous ammonia. Right. It's twelve seventy five a ton, or one thousand two hundred seventy five dollars a ton. Last year, last summer, it was three hundred fifty dollars a ton. Well, maybe they'll partner with their industry a little bit more than manufacturer their need and go, hey, by the way, we'll keep a discount for oil and gas workers. Well, and, and that's that's kind of what I'm working for. I'm, I'm you know, with my rep there, I'm, I'm like, hey, man, don't beat me up. Like, don't I'm, beat I'm me small. Up. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that you guys sell this stuff. Like, who who's in the market for this? I am. Yeah, I am, and every every farmer out there. I know, I know. <laughs> because, because side note, it's mainly used for agriculture sure. because that's how farmers get nitrogen on their yeah. on the ground. Um, what farmers, by the way. Yeah, I, Oklahoma farming, ranching, oil and gas. That's it kind of it kind of all goes hand in hand. Yeah, and that that's kind of my initial introduction to oil and gas was farming. So my family they they run a manufacturing facility in Enid. They manufacture farm equipment, and they manufacture farm equipment a lot of it to put on anhydrous. So I've been around it my whole life, and it's just finally kind of connecting the dots and uh, doing 
two years of research, you know, trying to figure out if this thing would work and then getting really nervous before we do anything. And sure. So what do you, speaking of which we get nervous, like what do you find yourself, you know, as a business owner, like, uh, you know, what do you want to, where are you beating your head against the wall that, you know, maybe people out there could help you with, you know, uh, maybe some of the, well, you know, maybe some of the well bore science, you know, like, Oh my gosh, all the water wells we drilled up in Northern Oklahoma, you know, with the uh, whole uh, Mississippian, yeah. you know, if you, you know, would you even try one? And see what we can do up there. So the great, those are water wells. So those the great thing wells. about this is, I need water for right. my reaction. Like I have to have water. If someone comes to me and says, "Okay, we've got a well. It's making three barrels a day, and I make twenty barrels of water," I go, "Okay, we can do it, but we're going to have to flush it with water first okay. to get a full reaction." Um, so the, the mist wells are very intriguing. They're intriguing, me, yeah, uh, because of the water production. The miss was going to be the most amazing thing ever in Oklahoma. And I was sold. And I was sold. I, and I we was there. Did a really good job about drilling a lot of wells up there in the Mississippi. And we have a lot of really great water wells. What very, we, very good. What water can wells. we do with those? Yeah. yeah. And I've, I've talked to some, a couple guys about doing the horizontals, but because of flushing out the ammonia, because of, you know, those are 2,000 barrels of water a day. Yeah. Like that's a huge amount of water. So the amount of ammonia I'm going to need to pump down those, it's a pretty big capital expenditure. I, I'm estimating, and I haven't really sat down to crunch the numbers, but probably a quarter million in ammonia alone. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Well, it's going to take, take a long time to repay that back with three barrels of oil a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, and it's one of those things, like we're, we're taking baby steps to yeah. get there. I'm not ready to tackle the horizontal industry. Like, like it's a whole new ball game, but no one's doing recompletes on, no, not no one, very few recompletes on horizontal wells. I mean, there's, they are well, there's, there's chemicals, you know, I mean, like, uh, so my friends at Flex Chem, you know, they're yeah. going out and, and playing with the wells, you know, we drilled all out by the Kingfisher with, you know, really close spacing and they have the elephant snot boogers in them that, you know, need to be cleaned up and they're tossing down chemicals and seeing about breaking up the elephant snot and getting those wells back online. Yes. You know, so there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of ideas on how to make sure that every well that we spend a lot of money on drilling, you know, is producing and the decline rates aren't so bad in shell. Like, you know, the capital, you know, people are like, Hey man, I don't know about giving you guys money for drilling more wells and horizontal and in shell place. Like, listen, it's worth it, but here's what we're going to have to do to get there. Yeah. And the, the shell play, you know, it's kind of a vicious cycle. Sure. Because you got their decline rate. And then you got to drill more. Yeah. And you got to drill more and more and more to keep your production. That's fine. We love drilling. L love drilling. Love drilling. It's just, I think, I think we need to be. Can I pay that well off in a year in Oklahoma? Close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now it's, it's okay on the back end after that decline. What can we do to get that well revamped? Yep. And I, I don't think, and I could be wrong. I, maybe I haven't researched it enough, but the method to do that, there's methods, but which one's the best? So, $30,000 to pump down, you know, some green horse energy and popping a well back right back open sounds pretty great. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it does. It does sound pretty good. Um, but yeah, I would like to experiment on, on some horizontal wells. Um, but I bet you get someone that'll take a step, step off the curb. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had some interest in it. Um, but all this started happening, you know, last year, right around Thanksgiving, Christmas time. Mm -hmm. And we all know just things just shut down. So. This year is my goal to get in front of more people. Well, you got in front of a guy that knows a lot about chemistry. He probably want to reach out to you and bug you about all the stuff that he knows too. <laughs> George, your environmental stuff, you know, might want to help out Chance a little bit. Just saying. Well, 
and to be honest, I'm just a marketing guy from Oklahoma State University. Yeah, I, I'm go not Pokes. A, go Pokes. Yeah, yes. you know, you know that's true. God pray for you. <laughs> class of '73, class class of '09. Oh, um, <laughs> I, I, I am a pup, but, uh, no, I, I, I want things to kind of take off. I want to get in more people, get in front of them and, you know, well, all three of my listeners right now from Pakistan really will appreciate you being in here. They have oil and gas. They have so oil and gas. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're from Pakistan and you want Thank to you for reaching out to me on LinkedIn and following this show, the Talking Energy Show. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's awesome. Um, Every time somebody's like, I can't wait to be on your show, Matt. I'm like, I'm so sorry that you think that. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is fun. This I do. I'm really good fun. time. We, yeah, we have Hochatown Whiskey and uh, Redwood Empire and on and on and on. Our friends keep bringing in like fun bottles for us to try and hang out together. Yeah. And it's fun. It's fun getting to know you guys. And um, Well, I just want to promote people in oil and gas. And that's our goal here. And, uh, you know, you're giving an incredible opportunity for people that own the wells to get right back into it, pay for those wells. And man, maybe if they're lucky, we'll like, well, you made my money back. I'm going to go drill another well. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's hopefully, you know, everybody's goal is go drill another well. We need more oil and gas. Our world is energy. Or we're energy starving around the globe, you know, on and on and on. People want affordable, reliable, abundant energy that only comes from oil and gas right now, except for nuclear and not enough people are getting into nuclear. That's a whole nother you know, podcast and topic, but you know, I want. I would love nuclear in Oklahoma, but that's not going to happen. Well, and our energy consumption is only going up. Yeah. Um, oh, I, yeah. I, oh, I, yeah. I, you know, delved really heavy into cryptocurrencies, uh, metaverse, um, argument, augmented reality. Argument. Uh, dang it! I can't even say it either. <laughs> augmented. Augmented. Reality. Augmented yeah, that, reality. Um, those things take an incredible amount of power. Yep. Uh, the power consumption on those is incredible. Pretty soon you will be able to use your augmented reality and go down well and see what happened after you pumped that, you know, uh, the uh, green horse energy down. Yeah, just, just, I was about to say the chemical compound, but I'm a, you know what? Pump down green horse energy down well. Yeah. B- branding. Thank you. You're welcome. It's all about branding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ah. go there. Yeah, green, green horse energy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they pay me for that. No one pays me for this thing. <laughs> That's a little soundbite I'll have to use now. I'll have to cut that out. <laughs> a little soundbite. Well, like before that. we get out of here, uh, one more time around the room, I want people to uh, be able to get a hold of my guests and my friends, and please reach out to them. On You're on LinkedIn, Chance. George, you're on LinkedIn. Uh, of course, you've got your websites and all the other platforms probably, but uh, go ahead. One more time. How do you, how do people get a hold of you, George? Uh, George Edwards, Edwards Environmental Corporation, 405-843-3431. And on LinkedIn. And what about you, Chance? Green uh, Horse Energy. I'm on all the socials except Twitter because I just don't get Twitter. I, I love, oh, you are I wrong. I understand it. Okay. Everybody out there on Twitter, like raise your hand, but I'm sorry. I, I've just, I've never, I've I never used, I used Twitter for a little while as a platform to collect liberal tears. And every time I got hate mail at Twitter, that was one of my gold coins. And so during COVID, I was collecting all these gold coins because I had a lot of opinions. And my, you know, the person in my house closest to me said, Hey, don't you uh, think that you might want to tone that down? You're a better Christian than that. Maybe. If you want to bring people in our industry and like us, maybe use your platforms for education and tell them that oil and gas is good for these reasons, not just beat on them with a stick. Like, oh, I get that. You're maybe right. That's right. Darn it. Maybe that's right. <laughs> so Twitter was that platform, but now there's so many people in oil and gas on Twitter. Many of them that I know, I know your real names, but they have fake Twitter handles and then they burn them to the ground. And once again, they get back on Twitter with a new one. 
<laughs> Once again, it's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle, but we can use all these platforms for good, which is, uh, again, we're, we're very serious about this. Promoting oil and gas is, you know, what we've all come to realize is, uh, a huge feat, but very worthwhile. That's why I'm here. That's why my friends are here is because we know that the world needs more energy and we need to help promote how we do it so that, you know, it doesn't, you know, go away. Yeah. We need to be good stewards. And I, I think oil and gas is good stewards of yeah. what, what we do. Um, but education on that is lacking. Yes. Yes, um, it is. Well, thank you for what you guys both do. I very much appreciate you being in here. And, uh, thank you for having us. George, having George us. knows if, uh, if you've ever been in here as a, as a guest, you're now patched in as a, uh, featured guest host. So if you have any friends that are, uh, out there in oil and gas that may want to come in here and sit and you find them interesting, I will find them interesting. Bring them in here. We will do this anytime you like. Awesome. Awesome. That'll work. Um, but yeah, I, I'm on all socials except Twitter and then chance at greenhorseenergy.com. It's my email. Phone number 405-693-9277. Call, call me. Call we can talk about it. Get a well that you have going again, just like that. Yep. Maybe not just yes. like that. A couple days. Yeah, a couple days. <laughs> For the low, <laughs> low <true>. price. <laughs> yeah, we got it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Take care. God bless. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.